Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. I'm here with the usual, Ola. Hey, hey. And G. Hello, how are you going? I'm good. How's everybody today? Doing Come good. <laughs> it's a she Monday. She's so fucking happy for a Monday afternoon. <laughs> she was sitting here before going, I look so pretty today. And I love those I do vibes. Look you do. You look fucking amazing. I wish I felt yeah. like I looked pretty today. I feel like I look like Shrek. <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> Uh, this week we are talking about only the most iconic book ever written. <laughs> it's literally like the least well-known it's book we've ever done. We're doing. <laughs> it's, but this is so niche. This is like a cult book. In my heart, it is, is the that... most iconic book ever written, um, and that would be Detective Daddy by Mallory Kane. So it's so prim- iconic. It took me fifty minutes to find it on Kindle. <laughs> Okay, look. <laughs> this book is one of those books that I'm pretty sure it was released like with a magazine. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude, that's the vibe. Yeah. yeah. Like it's with, a like, classic. one of those nineteen fifties diets, which is like only drink red wine and eat a boiled egg. Yeah, it's yeah. a very it's a very old book. <laughs> it's it's an old book. It won an award though. What award? I couldn't tell you. But it has. Yeah, all the I was looking at that as well, and I'm like, you have to say what award it is. You can't just say won an award on the front yeah. of it. <laughs> Does it just like, say, like claim yeah. you won an award, and nobody knows what the fuck you're talking yeah. about? Does it just say like award-winning book? Detective yeah. Daddy. That's yeah, it. just in a little gold <laughs> sticker. But I don't like, know. You know those old gold stickers you'd have at the library yeah. on books? Yeah. Oh, dude. So a little background before I, before we go into our ratings and the synopsis. So I found this book. This is the first ever smart book I ever read. Um, back in, it would be 2019. I was working on a summer camp in America. Um, and the, com- the camp was for like uh, in adults with intellectual disabilities. And it was one evening after a shift. It was like 10 o'clock at night and we're sat in the common room like after everybody had gone to bed and we were just trolling through the bookcase that came with the camp and we were pulling out all of these like really bizarre books and then we found Detective Daddy and as a collective we made it an effort that everybody at the camp had to read this book over the like eight or so months that I was going to be there and so we did so we got together every the people who worked there not the, yeah, the people, people who went to the camp. <laughs> yeah, the, all the staff. So we used to get together in the evenings whenever we had an evening off and we used to read a chapter as a collective and we made it through this book as a group and we signed the book and we put it back on the bookshelf and then everything else is history. Such a weird introduction to the world of smart. Such a strange introduction. Like like the the, the place as well that you found it? Like a I, summer I camp know. for but adults with ID. Colorado. It was Ohio, actually. Same. Okay, I'm not going to say <laughs> same like shit. Worse. But it's still butt fuck nowhere. 
It was. It was in the middle of nowhere. That's why we, the only thing we had to entertain ourselves because we didn't have service half the time was just this shitty library of like donated books. I'd obviously just come from like old people because this book was like written in like the I don't know the nineties. It's a proper Harlequin Lord novel. Kn- Lord knows. Anyway, um, let's get into our ratings. So I'll start because I obviously have a lot of um, connection with this book. So it will always be a five star to me. What about you, Ola? <laughs> Don't ask me first. Go to G. Go on, G. This book was, it was very, it, the thing was, it wasn't even like that bad. Like the writing was actually okay, I'm, but I'm, oh I'm it's not good either like the character like, I think this is the worst rating I think we're gonna hear on the podcast at this point from me it was like it was like a two and a half. Oh, that's kind lies you gave it a five on goodreads I saw the notification I didn't give you I, I didn't give it a five I just finished it and I didn't rate it so she gave I it a five stars and sent rate. me an email Send me an email saying your friend has read the same book as you and rated it five stars. I'm pretty well, sure that was I rated definitely it a like mistake. one star on Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a two. It's a good book. Oh my god, it was fucking terrible. I had to keep forcing myself to change the page, and I was like, "When is this gonna end?" Because there were like some bit, there were some bits that I loved, and those bits were like. And I was just thinking as I was walking to her door and, you know, what are we going to do about the baby? And then all of a sudden it's just immediate drama. Door's been knocked down. Rachel, Rachel, where are you? Rachel. And you're just really confused. So I had to like go back the page to make sure I didn't miss out on anything because it went from like absolutely nothing to everything in like one sentence. It was amazing. It's so dramatic. So much. So dramatic. It is so dramatic. It's great. (laughs) Every character was like a caricature of themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it starts off and you think it's gonna be like kind of no like the storyline's like interesting. It's like it's like kind of like a murder mystery like crime book as well. It's a fetch. But it's like just the real classic like cop like the fucking guy ash and just the shit that he would think was just so and yeah i never get attached to a woman like it was just yeah. so weird so weird i have rules and we don't you never spend the night and that's how you, they don't get attached to you keep it casual keep it fun because my parents were murdered i can never be emotionally attached to anyone just so oh my god very batman um, his his parents are murdered on Christmas Eve. That's like Batman's origin story. Batman. It's also like no, 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 that no, no, your no, Christmas Batman. would never be the same again. It you wasn't. Know? That's why. He's a uh, well, man. obviously, I'd be <laughs> sure. What the fuck, G? Of course, it was. <laughs> I don't think that's the point that we're going with, though. Imagine okay. that, like every year for like the like the two months before Christmas, like you're hearing carols, people are decorating their houses. Like it would literally be terrible. You would never the, have to get away from it. The weird thing for me is how they kept mentioning the mansion. Yeah. Yeah. The mansion. The mansion. The family the mansion. mansion. Yeah. Instead of just saying at my aunt's house, they were like the mansion. Yeah, what was his last name? <laughs> I don't know. They would they would say the last name. It would be like the I think it starts with K. Maybe yeah, it's like, like Kendall or something. Kendall, yeah, they'll be like the Kendall yeah. mansion. Yeah, something like that. Okay, I'm going to get into the synopsis and you can add your comments as we go. And I actually wrote okay. the synopsis out. I'm reading it in front of me so no one can make any shitty comments about it. 
Listen, everyone you, you read it up one time. Lord of London Town, thanks to your shit synopsis. So maybe let's just not do one this time. <laughs> Keep everyone guessing. I feel like synopsis or not after our discussion of this book, I have a feeling not many people are going to be reaching for it unless it's for like ironic purposes. Not many Make people sure will be able to find want, it. If you do want to read it, you have to type in the full name and the full title <laughs> just as an FYI. Yeah. It is on Kindle. You do have to pay... for it, but it is there. (laughs) The joy. Okay. So Ash is a detective working for a crime scene investigation unit at the St. Louis Metropolis PD. So that's Ash. Um, He's introduced as a player and he's very emotionally unavailable. That's all his character gives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can we talk about the um the nickname that all of the other girls in the yeah. office call him? Ashenova. Ashenova. That's his nickname because it's like what he's saying, like he like burns through women so fast. He's Ashenova. So dumb. <sighs> what can we say? I want that Apparently to be my he's nickname. Got a golden dick. Yeah. yeah. He's good at what he does. His dick is like the sun. Ashenova. <laughs> Don't get too close. <laughs> <laughs> don't look directly at it you're gonna lie. <laughs> oh, <man. sighs> and then we have rachel who's our other lead um she's a forensic scientist although they call her a criminologist and the job that she have just isn't a criminologist that's just like not her job she's like a forensic scientist like she does dna like she analyzes dna in crime scenes um but yeah they'll reference her as a criminologist I just couldn't call her that because that's incorrect. <laughs> anyway. Um, so she was recently involved with Ash um, in an on and off relationship. And at the point where the book begins, they're off their relationship. So at the start of the book, Ash storms into like the police department and he's like angry looking for Rachel because he's recently found out that the person who he thought murdered his parents on Christmas Eve years ago has recently been approved to have his crime scene DNA retested. Okay, so and it turns out because Rachel is the forensic scientist, she was a one. Excuse me, criminologist. No, it's just not not what her job is. (laughs) But yeah, because Rachel is a forensic scientist, she was the one who had been given the classified DNA sample to work with. But because it was classified, she didn't know what she was doing. She just got told by the commissioner to run it and everything was like voided out. So it wasn't until Ash told her what she'd done that she'd realized. But then we find out that like Rachel is now actually pregnant and it's 100 percent ash's baby and at the time he stormed in she was kind of plucking up the courage to tell him and then realized that it may not be the best moment after their argument so um so as rachel had tested the dna she kind of reveals that now she's the only person that knows that the dna is a false match and the person that had been arrested years ago wasn't the person that killed ash's parents but she can't tell anybody because it is classified um and she'd get in a lot of trouble so ash doesn't know and she's kind of worried about what's going to happen when ash finds out so ash asks rachel to go and collect all of her things from his house but when he gets home from work she's fallen asleep at the kitchen table and then when she tries to leave she passes out and ash has to take her to a hospital 
So when they're leaving the hospital, the nurse turns to Rachel and says, like, oh, congratulations. And then Ash overhears it, figures out, like, how far along she is and then realizes that he is actually the father. And he gets kind of, like, shitty about it. He's like, oh, guess I'll take responsibility for this child. But, like, he's not, like, like Mari Povich. You are the father. Yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't want to be the dad. <laughs> but um he ends up talking to his sister, Natalie, and then she's like, But you love her and he's like, No, I don't and he's like, Well, I think you love her and he kind of has this and he has a lot of like inner monologues where he realizes that like he's kind of a shit person. That's kind of like <laughs> what happens a lot in the book. So he realizes that he may have not like dealt with this in the best way what possible. Way to put it. He realizes he's a shit person. Well, he's not the best. No, but I <laughs> no, love the way that you just no. put it. <laughs> but yeah, so he, like after speaking to his sister, he has like a inner monologue and he realizes that he may have not dealt with this news in the best way possible. And then he runs to find Rachel. Um, but when he arrives, he finds that her apartment has been broken into and she's been attacked. Um, and then he like deals like they deal with that situation they're trying to figure out why she's been attacked and he becomes like super protective and he you know he makes a decision that because Rachel is carrying Ash's child and she could possibly endanger be in danger that Rachel has to just move in with him and he will continue to protect her until this whole Logic. thing has like blown over yeah but also like he like leaves her alone in his apartment yeah. all the time I know. Like, like, I'll protect you, but I'm also gonna like work really late and like go yeah, out and never come and then home. I'll leave you at home alone. Um. So then after the attack, like Ash is starting to like, I don't know. He's like feelings are coming back between him and Rachel. Like they're having that really nice conversation until dun dun dun. They have the police conference, and Ash finds out that um. The person that he thought killed his parents didn't actually kill his parents and he kind of blames Rachel and her partner at the time would you call him Tim no nah, because they like didn't they like he he asked her out a couple of times but she like wasn't into him at all but mm. Ash thought that they were like a couple yeah and he's like kind of really jealous of their relationship so he like goes on a big rant about like how Rachel and Tim were like conspiring against him I don't know he's quite paranoid <laughs> Which is fair enough. His parents got murdered on Christmas Eve. So. <laughs> um, and he kind of refuses to admit that the DNA is, like, correct. Like, he's, like, convinced that, like, this person did kill his parents and, like, something mm. else is going on here. Um, pig-headed. Yes. I'm kind of, I'm, like, gonna rush through the next couple of chapters until the ending because, like, not a lot happens. It's just Nothing a lot of them happens. arguing and then, like, there's like a lot of hugging and a lot of like yeah yeah it's just like weird like tense scenes yeah Yeah. so this is what i wrote but after learning that um oh so after learning about the situation there's a lot of negative tension between ash and rachel but they're still living together so that anger becomes sexual (laughs) as it does Did you write that at 1 a.m.? Oh my god. <laughs> I wrote this on my night shift last night. Yes. No, see, we can't write this shit at 1 a.m. Because <laughs> then I mean, you get the... the three binger slam fam or whatever the fuck I wrote last, a badge slam, or and then it turns into sexual tension. But that's just like what happens. It's just like they're yeah. angry at each other, they're angry at each other. Oh now they're fucking. Like Yeah. One time um, in the whole book. 
They fuck several times. No, it's twice. Mm. Yeah. Only two sex scenes in the whole book. Yeah, but they have like weird, like intimate moments in between. Yeah, but not the and the sex scenes are like a wee bit strange. Yeah, I agree. A wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the language that's like clinical. The language is very. It's like the um, dictionary yeah, terms are used. It is. It is. It, they are bizarre. They're not very sexy. No, <laughs> I thought I was. Like, oh my god, I can't. I can't. Okay, we'll get it. We'll get into that. Yeah. So, um, as they like rekindle, they so they start to rekindle their relationship while at the same time Ash has decided that he's going to figure out who actually killed his parents and like just investigate the crime scene. So like. Throughout this entire period, Rachel has been in contact with her uncle, Charlie, who was her dad's best friend. Her dad died. Um, and then Charlie became, what is he? Sergeant? Charlie, Charlie's a sergeant. He's a um, chief. Station. Police chief. Oh, yeah. He's a chief. Sorry. He's a chief of the police station. So she's like sharing all these details in this case. And he goes to visit her one day. And then he just kind of goes loopy. Um, and yeah. he's just like. So, so the important like context is like Charlie was the the officer that made the initial arrest. He was the one that arrested the guy, and now he's like freaking out that if this information gets out that the DNA was incorrect, that he's gonna lose like everything because his kind of promotion came from the fact that he managed to catch this like this homicide killer. So he threatens to kill Rachel, like, and says like you're coming with me and we're going to change all the data. You're going to say you made a mistake and like, we're just going to pretend like this never happened. But at the same time, Ash kind of figures out what's happening. So he, he follows them to go and save Rachel. And in the process, like Charlie ends up like strangling Rachel and he gets shot unlethally. I'm pretty sure he's fine. They never like come back around. They just say he was unlethally shot. <laughs> we know we don't know what actually happened. But then obviously because Rachel got like strangled um and she's like six, seven months pregnant, she obviously goes. Nah, to she's hosp- like not even she's, she's like nine pregnant. weeks. Is she? Nine weeks. Oh. Yeah. Why did I think she was month anyway? So she's like nine weeks pregnant, I guess. <laughs> to be fair, like on the cover. <laughs> Obviously. On the cover of the book is like a heavily pregnant woman. Yeah, maybe that's what I thought. Maybe I read nine months instead of nine weeks. But yes, because she's pregnant, she goes to the hospital and they have this like period of separation where Rachel's like with her mom and she's like all weird and Ash is by himself. And then all of a sudden he's just like, he's like sat at home and he's like, he has this realization. He goes like, everybody know is dead and I am severely (laughs) alone. And the only thing I have in this world is, like, my child and the person I made the child with. <laughs> and then he's completely he just, discounting no. his, like, four brothers and sisters yeah, and his, and then, his uncle. And he just decides <laughs> that, like, after this scene where, like, he, Rachel could have died, like, he loves her and he, like, can't let her go. And they have this, like, he kind of, like, proposes to her. He's like, I want to marry you. And they live happily ever after. And we never find out who killed his parents. Not until book four. Which we won't be reading. four books in this series, which we did not know until... Because they're all written by different authors, so they're not in Mallory Kane's, like... That's what makes me think it it is, like, a magazine book or something. I eh? think it is. Just, like, random authors. Yeah. And that's the book. That's Detective Daddy. Great name. It is a great name. The name gets a five star from me. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm like if I, I wrote was... a book, it would be like police daddy, mob daddy, MC daddy. <laughs> <laughs> MC daddy. Oh, MC mafia daddy. daddy. I was like, so I was thinking about this and I was like, I don't know if we could do favorite sex scenes because you cannot because there's only two and they're both exactly the same. So I figured we'd just... I would also like to come... I, I, in Lou, because I did anticipate the favourite sex scenes question, right? So I wrote, I didn't have a favourite sex scene because the language bothered me. Yeah, so I figured we could just collectively talk about the sex scenes. Yeah. All right, let's just do a general overview. <laughs> How about we start with our favourite parts and then we'll do sex scenes last. Okay. Yeah, we do face favorite least, and then we can move on to our collective overview of sex in this book. All right. <laughs> um, do you want to kick us off, Jay, with your favorite part? My favorite part was Chief Charlie Hammond mm-hmm. going crazy because it was <laughs> so funny. Because it was like. From the start, he's, like, a real fucking, like, just an awful character. Like, Ash tries to talk to him about, like, what's going on. He's like, what are you talking about, son? Like, he's really aggressive. He's really mean. The very first scene that, like, you see him, he's, like, talking into his phone, going, like, I don't care who's in hospital. Like, either he, like, starts coming in every day or week or, like, or he can, like, kick this job goodbye. And then, like, Ash's, like, internal monologue is, like, oh shit, that's the cop whose kid has leukemia. Like, it's just so weird. Like, it's just, like, who who oh would God. be like that? Like, that's terrible. And then yeah. so when he goes crazy because he's like, Rachel, you're just a weak woman and the, the district attorney just made you, like, fudge these results because you're such a weak woman. Like, I was just like, oh my God, who, who saw this coming? Everyone. Everyone saw it. That was my favorite part. All right, Ella. You're gonna hate me. My favorite part was the name of the book. Oh come on! I sit through <laughs> your shitty books don't. week in and week out, and I always oh, come up my with my Christ. Part. Okay, I liked. What did I like? Not much. But what I did like was how absurd it was. Like I felt like it was watching a car crash. <laughs> And you couldn't look away, but you kind of just didn't want to watch it. But you were like, if I stop watching it now, I'm never going to forgive myself if I don't keep going. That was like an even more fudge off answer than the name of the book. I know. No, I don't. I don't. I just, I don't. There's nothing that like. See, this is what, this is what annoys me, right? You're all about like, you're all about like, we got to maintain connections with authors. We can't be mean, but no, this one lady releases a book in a magazine and she's not good enough for your like networking skills. How the hell are we meant to get this out to her? She doesn't even have social. We went FBI on this bitch, okay? And we could not find her anywhere. So, no, I don't feel guilt about this because there's a reason why she stopped fucking writing. She this stopped book. writing. Her books are still out just because it was released in the 90s and now she's like she in writing 60- now? She's in retirement, babe. She's like 80. <laughs> no, she's not. Leave her alone. She's like 50. We saw a photo of her. <laughs> Yeah, well, let the babe retire. She's had a successful career. Yeah, she really reached her peak. Yeah. <laughs> Quit while you're ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Betty. I love this book. I think I know. it's great. It's everything you want in a book. It's murder mystery. It's shitty relationship. And it's smart. 
Although, yeah, they have sex twice. It's more than a normal murder mystery book. Mm. (laughs) I think we should clarify as well. This book is like really small. Like it's not very long. It's only like two hundred. So two sex scenes is like it's like a normal amount of smart, and they're like not awful sex scenes. They're just like not. They're normal. I like the language. Yeah, language freaks me out, bro. But it was written in a different time. (laughs) (laughs) It does. We have to take into consideration. You have to take into consideration that this book was written like twenty years ago, and it's like nothing compared to the books, like the version of Smart that we read now. I'm aware of that, and I'm okay with that. But you cannot tell me that that storyline did not confuse the fuck out of you. Sometimes it was very easy to follow. The guy's parents got murdered. It went for it literally just got so aggressively dramatic. They would be like, We're gonna go get some popcorn. Everyone's shot in the shops. What the fuck? What happened? That's just it's, an example of how she would have written it. No, it's very easy. It's very Everyone's easy to dead follow. in the supermarket. All I wanted when was he, some popcorn. When Ash was a child, his parents got murdered. They thought they caught the killer. Turns out they didn't catch the killer. The real killer and Uncle Charlie were now working together as a collective to try and throw them off their path to make sure that they didn't catch the real killer. Why are you trying to sell me on this? This is because what I, I wanted to show you. I'm not trying to sell you on it. I just want a little bit of... fucking books I don't... I'm not trying to sell you on it. I just want like a little bit of fucking respect. <laughs> I gotta sit Fine. through your books yeah, every week and I come on too. here. I've had two books and you've liked one of them. Um, which one? Lord of Lord London, of London Town. Town. How did I feel about the other one? I don't, this is the only other one that I've read. Electric Idol. Oh, How did I feel book. about the mother? That was a good Not book. amazing. I'm just saying, you give respect to all. I give respect to all your books. I say something at least positive. You can't even come in here and say something positive. <laughs> okay. I liked his inner dialogue because oh, I go thought fuck it yourself. was. It's not even real now. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> no, I did. I thought that it was quite funny how he like went through this like whole process of getting to know himself and it was like really bizarre. Thanks, Ella. You're welcome. I didn't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna turn into some Muhammad Ali shit soon. <laughs> Over fucking detective daddy. I didn't, I didn't say it was, like, a great book. I just said it meant a lot to me. No, and I'm glad. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I loved it so much. It gets 12 out of 5 stars from me. Everyone read it immediately. Thank you. You're welcome. Put some respect on her name. Mallory, you fucking killed it, bitch. I don't know how you did it. She's Why idol. you stopped writing, I don't know. She hasn't stopped writing. She has a lot more books. I've only read one of them because I do not know where to find the rest. <laughs> do you know what it is? Okay, no, respect to Mallory. For a Harlequin novel, which it is, it's very mm-hmm. good. I just don't like Harlequin novels. Like, they're just, it's too much. Like, there's too, like, it's just, I don't know. For me, it's just too much. Like, I can read... Four guys penetrating one chick, but I cannot handle a Harlequin novel. Yeah, you sat through you sat through a book where like some woman was a fucking cow and she like yeah put milk in like but you can't sit through a murder mystery 
a Harlequin book. I don't book. know why. I just, I couldn't. It just, not for me. And I did not I sit will through actually, the I Because I, I read that book as well, the Hugh Cow one, and this the Detective Daddy was a better read. Oh yeah, hundred percent, much better read. Because that book was like, not only was it like a really weird subject matter, but it was also like terribly written. Yeah, it was really bad. It was like it was written like somebody like emotionlessly recounting a dream that they had had. Like it was so weird. Yeah, it was kind of strange. Not kind of. It was really strange, but like, you know. <laughs> I will What's your favorite you... part? The book. There's just the book. Oh, right. So I can't say the fucking title, but you can just say the book. Yeah, because I've just spent the last like 20 minutes arguing with you about the quality oh of this book. This is fuck. We're never reading this book again. We're never talking about it again. It's been ruined. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you discuss your least favorite parts now and I'll keep my mouth shut because I at least Mine asked that question. Bad. Mine isn't bad. I don't like third pa- I don't like third um third what is it called? Third view? Third, third eye view? Person. Third person uh, third view. Person. Don't like it. That's, That's what I, I can agree like with that. It. It's a little bit voyeuristic. Yeah, makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. And I just kind of reading somebody's thoughts instead of like them telling you their thoughts is really like uncomfortable for me. I've never had a preference between first person and third person. Constant. I don't mind person. it when it comes to like non-smutty books, but third person and smutty books can feel a little bit voyeuristic. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So that's my thing. That's your least favorite. Yeah, that's my least favorite part. My my least favorite part was the fact that we didn't realize that this was actually a four book series. So now if I want to find out who did murder his parents on Christmas Eve, I have to read another three books. It's just like not going to be worth it. Like you should just do it. It was I just did. really unsatisfying. Like just wait, like I, cause I was like, I just, I just slogged through this fucking book. Mm. And the one thing that kept me going was like the murder mystery aspect of it. Because I was like, this is actually engaging. I want to figure out who fucking killed his parents. And you're just left with more questions. I don't want to so, read another three books. I, finished the book without realizing it was another three books and just came to the conclusion that it was his character arc that he just moved on from like being obsessed with who killed his parents and was just going to concentrate on his relationship and before you told me that there was even any more books like i just accepted that was the end of the book so i'll continue just pretending there's no books and honestly that was i didn't know that arc. there were more books there's more. There's three more, and they focus on like they each focus on like a different one of his siblings because he's got two brothers and his sister. So it's like focus, and the, but like the murder mystery arc like keeps continuing because one of his brothers is like a spy. Oh, he. <laughs> he what is it called? Home. Spy Daddy. Oh, I think. Wait, let me look it up. I actually like had it. I was looking at the the rest of them. Do have funny names as well? Just give me one second. I'm heading into it now. Yes, everyone. Oh Please give G one second God. to look it up on her phone. Can you hear the hail? Okay, no, there's, there's, um, okay, so it's Detective Daddy engaged with the boss, secret protector, and then Daddy Bombshell. Daddy Bombshell. Daddy Bombshell. Daddy, Bombshell. Daddy Bombshell, book number four. Daddy Bombshell. Jesus. Do you know what? She knows how to fucking come up with a name or whoever they are. No, because none, none of the other ones yeah. are written, yeah, they're all written by different authors. Crazy. So weird. Betty obviously um, loved every single yeah. thing about this book. It's like it's not like don't get me wrong. Is it a good book? Like is it a book that should win awards? Probably not. 
Like, I'm not holding it. What did it win? Book of the month. I just looked it up. What did it win? Book of the the month month from who? I don't know. Whoever's intrigue. I don't know. The magazine that releases this book, I guess. (laughs) There's only one book a month. (laughs) I love that it's like a literal Harlequin book. Like, on on the tie, like up above the book, the the publishing company is Harlequin Intrigue. Exactly. Yeah. By Harlequin. Like, it's published by the company Harlequin. Dude, and the like profile for Mallory Kane says that she's published over forty romantic suspense titles. Wow, Mallory, you're fucking killing it, babe. You don't, you don't she's get to compliment like, her anymore, Ola. The relationship is broken. That's fine. You reduced this network down. You're meant to be the networking queen, and you I just know, cut that tie. I know, I know, but like, in all honesty. I feel like this was kind of a joke as well. Like when we originally were putting down Detective Daddy, we were like, the name is amazing. It wasn't about the book. It was about the name. Guess what else she's written that's like under the same publishing company? What? Baby Boot Camp. And that's a daddy one as well. <laughs> there we go. And the series is um, the daddy core. Like, 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 you know, like, like when they people say like the corpse, but it's like, yeah. like, yeah, but it's like cool, like it's said like that. <laughs> so I love so you think that. it's like a soldier who becomes That's, a dad? I love that too. And now I want to read it, even though I know I'm going to be disappointed because I fucking love the book name. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm doing it to myself now. Baby boot camp. Yeah. Daddy core. Daddy, Daddy core. Sex scenes. We'll just. Just the two. There was there was a lot of error. Like I will give, I will give this book its criticism where its criticisms due, and <laughs> that the sex scenes were just like not very sexy. No, it was very awkward, and I think, I think it didn't help that it was third person. Yeah, and it used a lot of words like breast. Yeah, broke her breast. Didn't they call his penis member? I hate it when it's called member. <laughs> I didn't like it because the language that they used was like so weird. Like, um, because obviously she pre- like she's pregnant, and first of all, not really a big fan of the pregnancy trope anyway, because it just makes me feel kind of sick inside. Yeah. And I'm not sure why. But like, he would be like, he would, would it would be like his hands reached for her breasts already swollen with like the the whatever like the hormones of and it was just yeah, fucking weird dude that was strange it was also like it was strange the sex scenes kind of came out of nowhere like because the relationship was so like on and off that they'd be arguing and the next minute he'd be like let me caress your face and hoist you onto my lap that's what i'm saying about this book you go in for popcorn everyone's dead at the store Things just kind of happen, and you don't know how they happened. Yeah, it wasn't sexy book, but it was a, it was it's hilarious to read sexy yeah. as a collective. Yeah, I'd be keen to read some more like murder mystery crime romance. Same, Absolutely. I like that aspect. Maybe we should aim to do one of those soon. Yeah, yeah someone flick us some murder mystery smart. Yeah, because yeah, I don't mind a bit of not um, violent smut. Something that's not Harlequin. I, I, do, I don't mind the occasional, like, you know, because like, we all love, like, MC gang smut as well, so we're not afraid of a little violence with our sex. 
I mean, like, Lord of London Town was our most collectively agreed upon, like, decent bog. So maybe just... (laughs) (laughs) So so maybe just, like, as a collective, like, our one common theme is that we can all get behind a little bit of, like, murder mystery. Yeah, violence. Some gangs. More like a man who likes to shed some blood. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Betty, what did you do this week? I went and saw the fourth after movie with G, and, and it was me... the best experience we've had in a long time. Let me tell you about the movie. Oh, I have no shit. fucking clue what I just watched. I have no idea what happened. Okay, I, yeah. had... so... I can't remember a single thing that happened in the whole movie because absolutely it was... nothing happened. If I hadn't, nothing had made sense. Read the Wattpad and then the actual published novels prior to watching the movies. I couldn't tell you what was going on. First of all, let, let's just set the scene because okay. this movie was only like in theaters for one night at seven thirty on a Wednesday, and so yeah. me and been- Betty and a, a couple of our friends we went out, we had dinner, we had a beer, we had some wines. We go to the movie theater, whole theaters full of girls our age, and everybody is like into it. The energy is high. We knew what we were all getting into, you know. Like this movie is not to be taken seriously. Yeah, nobody there was there. Like, yeah nobody was there because they like it like nobody was there because they like genuinely enjoy it we all had like the energy was amazing places to be in the morning as well so we drank like way too much to like function the next day but it's just the only way you can go into a movie to watch after is by being intoxicated yeah because it's fucking stressful it is it's stressful and it's ridiculous yeah like you don't know what just happened to you did you just get slapped or did you just get fucked in the ass you don't know who knows? But it was it was so it was so strange. Like people were like booing, people were clapping, people were cheering, like as shit would happen. I made a joke and I made a bunch of people that I'd never met before laugh. Well everybody heard my joke. She's on a podcast like, and it hasn't happened yet, but it happened in a fucking cinema. <laughs> but it was like in real time and I was like, fuck, you're so good. And then I ran into one of the girls that was I Was it your seen story about your joke. tights? No. <laughs> No. no it wasn't even like a good joke it was just no, like I believe was just that. real weird <laughs> and he was just sitting he was like sitting on a windowsill like in his dad's office being all like weird and like emo and then i was like he looks like fucking peter pan and like, everybody <laughs> just everybody fucking laughed and i was like hey, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me that's amazing. And when I ran into I ran into two of the girls that I had seen laugh at my joke in the bathroom afterwards, and because I'd already drunk like three quarters of a bottle of wine, I was like, "I'm the one that made the joke about Peter Pan. You laughed at it." <laughs> I was like, "Why did I do that?" I just confronted these girls when they were in the bathroom. That's you so laughed weird. at me. <laughs> I was like, "I was the one that made the joke. I I made you laugh." It was yeah. already like a rough start to the morning, as as no to the day as well because like we got into the cinema and we're all sat there and i had like stopped drinking by that point because i had to be up for work at like seven o'clock like i had to be at work by seven and then g was there with like a bottle of wine oh and like our friend our friend hannah had bought a bottle of wine from like from the counter at the movies to take in and she was like you can you have a glass george i was like sick she proceeded to pour me a glass spill it refill it and then spill it again so i spent half the movie with wine soaked pants i was just wet and it just smelled like wine 
Well, you weren't wet in the right way for an after movie. Was it no. it was no sex. It wasn't very sexy at all. Oh, there was no smut it. in this movie. It was just kind of like boring. Yeah, it was really strange. I love. I love. I'm not going to watch it. See, I love this series, but this movie was utterly disappointing. It was just a lot of build up for like the last movie. But it's not the last movie because they ended it like right near the like no no I mean like this movie the was building through. up for the final movie like it was just like all of the it was like the prelude for the final movie yeah but it doesn't make any sense as well because like the the plot point that they ended after ever happy at is like three quarters of the way through the final book so I'm like what the fuck are they gonna how they're gonna make a whole nother movie out of what's left like there's not much left. So, I don't know, they're going to be throwing in some weird shit. Especially because After Ever Happy is the smallest book in the series. Yeah. So it's like they squished all of the largest books into, like, the tiniest movies, and then they released this, like, feature-length film about the, about, I don't know, that was meant to be, like, five weeks of content, and made, like, yeah. an hour, like, two and a half, oh, like, an hour and a half out of it, and it was just, it was very long, very boring. But no. also, like, I just want to watch it all again. You know? Same. Like I just want to watch it over and over and over again, and like until I pass out. Like it was I could just... probably watch these movies on repeat for like a really long time and be fine. Yeah, I think I'm addicted to Hero finds Tiffins. It's like like his face. Like I don't think I'll ever get sick of it. You know. He's like not. He's like not. Where the fuck am hot. I right now? <laughs> <laughs> you need to get on the after trade. I just <laughs> this guy. He's like he he like. He, like, shouldn't be hot, but for some reason he's, like, the most attractive person that's ever existed. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So we're, talk- we're talking about Harden. Yeah, no, I know. You're talking Those... about the guy who plays Harden. No, I know, but I f- still feel like that's big words. You don't think he's hot? <laughs> but... Okay, first of all, you think that Pete Davidson, or whatever the fuck his name is, is the <sighs> hottest thing that's ever walked the planet, so it makes I sense agree. that you think Harden is hot, right? Yeah, dude, I would lick him from head to toe. There we go. <laughs> I don't like prepubescent boys. Prepubescent. He looks He's not prepubescent. He, he does. He does look. Looks it. Okay, not <laughs> he, for me. You guys are like does, the when fucking you look at him, like, and dirtier. The more I want to sit on their face, where I'm like, have a shower, put on a nice you look shirt. At him, ugh. Yes, yeah, when you look at him, it. you do think that like he would have a surprising lack of body hair. Yeah, he does. Like you're not expecting to like no. find any body hair. <laughs> like, do you have me. pubes yet? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the after series has become like mine and Betty's favorite series. Nobody but knows. It's just it's there now, you know. Like it's it's there. Uh, it's, it's here to stay. And at some point in the future, we will be reviewing of the entire After Book series. I do want to say just though, to After brought everybody us together, together, so I do have a soft spot for After. For after. after did bring us that's together. what it is. Like it is. Yeah, it's like it's a community experience. You don't you don't do After alone. You know you can't. No. But when you've got you, it is. It's a really bond. It's a really bonding book and movie books and movies they're amazing they're good they're like so good guys somebody shared a reddit thread with me 
called Men Writing Women. <laughs> We're off to a great start. Oh, you have no I've idea. Oh. Men Writing Women. Yes, Men Writing Women in Smart Novels. Oh my god, this is going to be amazing. It, I, the first one already, I have been trying not to laugh for the last five minutes. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm not going to say the book because I don't know them. Half the time they don't put them up. I've just got like sentences. Okay. okay. No, Craig. I want a big, dumb, fake answer. Noelle rolls her eyes. I think her breasts roll in sync with them. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Gillian Boardman was a competent nurse and her hobby was men. Nice. (laughs) Me? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The sea appeared to be just on level with my breasts. Who the fuck writes this shit? Men. Your mother didn't give birth to you, I told him, but farted you out of her shriveled asshole. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a like a um a middle grade um like insult. No, it's a man saying it to the woman that he's dating. If it was me or Nate, I'd worry, of course. But two but wouldn't spin oh, of course, but wouldn't spin worst case scenarios. First of all, I'm female. I have breasts. My survival instincts instincts are stiletto sharp. I don't like the word breast. Neither Nobody do I. Does. Nobody likes breasts that are word. what children it's, eat from. Yeah, it's it's just strange. Like, have you ever have you ever like been around guys when they're talking about about tits and they'll be like man what a great set of breasts she had on her like it's never happened never. nobody uses that language no. so yucky. and it shouldn't it shouldn't be nobody I, I just nobody should say imagine like you're talking about like a guy's dick and you were like his penis and testicles lovely i probably great would. set he had but like <laughs> i would do it sarcastically <laughs> like i would be like you yeah, have a very like, nice like, penis sir like i have said yeah. that before josh you'd say it yeah you'd say you'd say it ironically you wouldn't say it genuinely but is no. it like bad that we've like kind of conditioned to like prefer derogatory terms nah like, a nice fucking wreck look at those titties oh uh, yeah but no no no, no, like no i, I hate it, like, titties it's, it's the same thing we're not doing the titties I, thing I the big titties. old titties thing is like- still like I'm traumatized, <laughs> addicted to it. him. No. I always say tits whenever I'm referring to my I don't own care about boobs, tits. I, I have tits. a problem with titties. Or boobs. I'll just say I don't boobs. like I don't like boobs. Boobs feels like what a child would like say to his mom. Boobies. Like, donk donk. I would like to see your boobs. <laughs> Melons. Melons. If someone said like, can I see your boobs? I'd be like, no. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> A topless bar girl with tits floppier than the hash. Oh. <laughs> what? That's a sentence in a book a man wrote. Oh. Women who love horses usually love sex. It's no accident that for girls, the onset of puberty is often marked by obsession with horse flesh. Huh? What? Yep. Men are writing this, and these are in famous books too. I'm not mentioning what books they are, but some of them are like fucking famous books oh yeah you'll keep your author relationship with these guys going on no they're fucking dead i don't know i just don't have them written down i remember seeing them on reddit going there's no way that it's in that book (laughs) there's one of them is from the boy in the striped pajamas or something i don't know like some like bizarre books (laughs) god having fun cindy asked taking a sexy bite out of a hot dog fair enough hot dogs are sexy 
shouldn't that be sort of like scary for a guy like watching a girl like bite and chew a hot dog that's why i never got the like, whole shouldn't like, there be like an element thing. of danger i don't yeah. know there should be an element of danger i think it's just because it looks so phallic yeah, but then the biting. Yeah, I know, but like that's why you'd be like fear because you've just witnessed her like chew and swallow. Oh, maybe it's just the putting in the mouth and the swallowing bit, just ignoring the chewing. Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys want to know a fun fact? Wait, no. wait. yes. This I don't know. I don't story. know. But okay. like, is it actually a fun fact, or no, are we going to hear no, about this, an armpit is... hair? No, it'll just be really. It'll just be funny in this context. Okay, my teeth don't touch i have an open bite and it's super wide so when i eat i when i have have if i have to bite all the way through something like if i'm eating a sandwich or a hot dog i have to use like the side of my teeth it's like my molars (laughs) just imagine like (laughs) this is the same (laughs) as the tights with the gray spot no don't just think about it it just like I'm thinking hot dog sexily and it would be like from the side like <laughs> <laughs> nobody can see what you just did <laughs> but I'm sure they could tell by the sound that I made how the fuck are you going to edit that front. out <laughs> we did it on the side <laughs> we've done it again <laughs> I'm moving on she moved with the willowy grace of a 15 year old version despite her 60 whorish years what a queen. <laughs> terrible. Stretch marks. So she's had at least one child. Wow. Oh. Aggressive. Oh, no, this one's my favorite. You may fascinate a woman by giving her a piece of cheese. I've seen that one. That one's my favorite. Her friendly nipples like jiggled. Mice. Her friendly nipples. <laughs> jiggled. Nipples don't jiggle. Apparently they do. Wonder what an unfriendly. Wonder what unfriendly nipples look like. They're very stiff. They're very stern. <laughs> Pointy. They're like sharp. <laughs> she Un- was rather jiggly. ugly, slim, with small pointed breasts. Who the fuck writes this shit? I think it's the breast Men. thing that's getting everyone. Men wrote this. I'm fertile right now. I can tell. What? How can you fucking <laughs> tell like, if you're, you're fertile. fertile all the time? Her, fuck. Her breasts swayed like ancient cracked punching bags. Oh. What? That's so... All of these are just mean. so offensive. This is what men are writing about women when they're trying to write sexy shit or maybe non-so-sexy things. I don't think they're meant to be sexy. I think they're meant to be mean. I don't know. Some of I them think are these really... are meant to be derogatory. Yeah, probably. No, because a lot of them were written in like um, the early nineties, like um, yeah, the early nineteen hundreds. When has well. ever been like cracked punching bags? Been like, ooh, they're so sexy. I love a good cracked pair of punching bags. No, it's men writing women, so maybe it isn't meant to all be sexy. But some of them have tried to be, and it just doesn't oh, definitely. work. Definitely, a majority of them are just like, how can we portray this woman as ugly as possible which is horrible but the way that they even portray her is that women would not portray other women as swaying fucking bags punching bags cracked ancient cracked here's another one why was the word cracked you i don't know here's another one which is fucking terrible the woman was topless and her breasts hung like two knee socks stuffed with each with each stuffed with a single orange who comes up with this Can I just say, I've never been more happy in my life that 
pretty much all of the books that we read and review on this podcast are written by women. Yes. <laughs> Imagine if smut was an area that was dominated by men. This no one is trying to be no. funny. But, um, or sexy, no, sorry, sexy. He thought of how her breasts quivered and bounced when she brushed her teeth. <laughs> vigorous teeth brushing. <laughs> quivered? Like they trembled? Yeah, it's pretty good. So yeah, those are the ones that I found. Lovely. Good Lord. I know, I loved it. Somebody from work sent it to me to put it on the podcast. I just would like to say if your boobs have any sort of uh, droopage to them, please do not listen to the men who wrote these books. No, they're fucking stupid, but it's absolutely bizarre that that is how they explain it. Yeah. It's strange too because it's like boobs boobs like droop over time because of like gravity and loss of skin and elasticity. But nobody talks about how like men's balls start to hang start down to, to their hang. knees because of the same thing. Yeah. Imagine Ugh. if we were like and it was swinging around like an old grandfather clock. Just Fucking side to side. Knocking back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Knocking back and forth like pole tennis. Yeah. The moral the moral of the story is is there'll be always more things to make fun of men about. So <laughs> Yeah. And no matter what a man says to you, just remember that they're a man. That's a bit heavy. <laughs> not all men are like this. This is also PSA, not all men are like this. But enough of them are. Okay. That's where we're going with that today. Thanks everybody for listening. Next week. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Next week we're talking to Sarah Kate. You might this have heard exciting. of her. Exciting! There is huge news with Sarah Kate, and we're going to talk to her about it. Yeah, yeah, you... it's going to be so much fun, and we will be talking to her about the Salacious Players series. Yeah, yeah you might have is... heard of them; they're really popular. Yeah, and now she released that there's going to be six books in it, so can't wait to talk to her yes. about it. Yeah, we're going to get so all the goss. All of it. All the goss. All of it immediately <laughs> well in a week so thank you team right for entertaining now. you can me. go you can go yeah you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> you're so welcome okay bye have a, good, have a good rest of your week goodbye bye thank you for listening to girls who read porn follow us at girls who read pod on twitter instagram and facebook and for all business inquiries please send us an email on girls who read porn at gmail.com art created by jessica wanny and music made by dane forgy stevens see you next week and stay smutty team